to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Studios. Radio Network coming to you live from Colorado Springs, Colorado. We are covering Rise National 2023, and I have a, a, a litany of, of talented individuals, uh, much smarter and, and more sophisticated uh, than myself, who who have taken a few minutes to sit down and, and talk to me. Jay, I, I am sick, so I, I came down with a cold. I don't have a parker. Because the last two cities I've lived in are Phoenix and Nashville, yeah. so when I when I got to Colorado Springs, it was 19 degrees outside. I, I immediately got a cold. Like I haven't had a cold in four years because of all of the social distancing yeah. and stuff like that. So the moral of the story: if you come to Colorado Springs in March, you need to have some type of, of pea coat or, or hooded coat. I'm, I'm wearing my little flimsy windbreaker that, that I wear around around Cashville, but yeah. I have Jay Ackerman. Who, who is a very well-respected individual in, in this industry. He is the CEO of, of Revelier. I know you're the CEO of something else, too. I think you have a dual job. Like You, you, you have multiple companies that, that you lead at the executive level, but, but I know you from Revelier. Jay has a, has a fantastic podcast, and he's one of the first people in this industry, CEOs, that really understand the power of media. So, so Jay has a, a fantastic podcast where, where he talks about a lot of the same things that I talk about. He talks about risk adjustment and talks about uh, star ratings and talks about value-based care and all of the things that, that we're discussing here at, um, at Rise National. Um, I know today OIG was, was, was in, in the building and, and they talked about some of the, the new things that are, that are coming down the pike. Uh, they did not bring their guns and badges with them this time. Um, I've never had to work directly with OIG and, and hope that I continue to, to not have to directly work with, with OIG. But we have Jay Ackerman from Revelier on the show this afternoon. He's going to sit with us for, uh, for a few minutes and talk about his experiences. Um, before you get started, tell us about your podcast. I'm so interested in kind of the impetus for, for your podcast. What, cause there's so yeah. many CEOs that I don't think are using their power and, and their, and their platform. And just as leaders, podcasting is really the new blogging. It's, it's a way to yeah. get data out there. Um, I consult for a lot of companies. I help them create material and, and things like that. And, and, you know, podcasting for me, um, live radio for me, it was, it was a great career uh, pivot from, from being a quality executive. But tell us about your show and, and what you're doing yeah. at Revolution with the show. Yeah, sure. I'm happy to do that. But first off, let me say how, uh, how excited I am to be on the Lance J Network. Oh, thank you. I've uh, been uh, tried to get on it, I think, about a year ago. So it's great to be on it today. And, you know, t- around the podcast. It's always best to be on live anyway. You would have to call in. So yeah. it's just good to be on live. So the impetus for, for me and for Revelier, um, like I'm seven years in and running this company. Right. And, and uh, Now, are you I, one of the founders? Did you? Did you did no, you, I'm, okay. I, uh, I came in and uh, worked alongside the founder All right. uh, and then have been taking the business forward. And. Look, healthcare is complex, and so for me, the impetus on the podcast was a way to bring thought leaders mm. uh, in healthcare. And every episode, I learn something new about about this world that we work in right. and, and trying to thrive in. And we're actually getting ready to launch season two of our podcast, oh, very which nice. will be on kind of new frontiers very nice. theme. 
very nice. Uh, so tell us about some of the people that you've had on the show. I'm very curious. Yeah, well, I've other had other CEOs or clinicians or, or I've had um, clinicians. I've had other CEOs. I had Dr. Oz on. Um, oh, very before nice. his very senatorial nice. run. All right. Um, we uh, we've had some just uh, you know fantastic leaders in healthcare come on that have been trying to shape what risk adjustment and quality improvement are, nice. are all about. Very nice. So tell us about um, Revelier yep. and, and your core business. Now, when I was on the payer side, I've never worked with Revelier. I've worked with pretty much everyone yeah. here. I've never had an opportunity to, to work with Revelier. Are you core competent in chart retrieval and coding? Do you do in-home assessments? Yeah. Are you in value-based care? Are you in consulting? What, what is your core competency? Yeah, so our core competency is providing software for payers to use to drive their value-based care programs. Right. Very nice, very yeah. nice. Um, value-based care is, is, is so major, and, and I think the, the tie... Um, because when you get into the value-based care, it touches the RAF, it touches the STARS, but it really touches the social determinants of health yeah. as well. So, I mean, it, it puts everything under one umbrella. And what I, what I love, that's really, really where I do the, the majority of my consulting, working on the provider side. It, it makes sure that providers have skin in the game yeah. to make sure that you have the ideal outcomes for, for members, which is a, a fantastic thing. Yeah, well, look, we were excited at this at rise to... to uh, to unveil our new offering, which we All go right. from payer to provider. Uh, we are identifying gaps. We're presenting them in the in the provider's EMR to close them to the benefit of the All payer, right. the provider, and ultimately the member and the patient. All right. Now, where is Revelier? Where are your offices located? Where's your headquarters? Yeah, so we have four offices now. Right. Uh, headquarters in Glendale, California. Right. We have an office in Irvine. Uh, one in Columbus, Ohio, a growing right. location for I'm, us. And I'm also, from Columbus, Ohio. That's where all right. I'm from. Yeah, we, we opened it a little a over Buckeye, a year ago. Buckeye, true and true. Yeah, we've become Buckeye fans. All right, all right. We got robbed in the national champion. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I wasn't the national championship. It was de facto because Georgia won by like yeah. 80 points. Yeah. But I think people watching that game, they're like, whoever wins this game is probably going to win the national championship. I, I felt that we got robbed, uh, but our kicker did did shank that field goal yeah, pretty Yeah, yeah. I so. mean, you had the opportunity to win. And couldn't had the opportunity to win. Couldn't close it out. Yeah. So what do you think about, um, if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to, to Jay Ackerman, CEO of, of Revelier, and he's talking about some of his product offerings. Uh, we're, we're telecasting for, for Rise National 2023. Um, you definitely want, if you're, if you're listening live on the radio or if you want to, to pick up the interview, it will be on the Rise website. I'll, I'll get it to Jay so you can put it on the, on the Revelier love website that. as well. So, I wanna, so now that we've kind of had the salutations, I want to talk to you about the hardcore stuff because yeah. that's why you have the, the leaders on. What do you think, so you have you being in the space where, where you're working with value base, you're working with coding, stuff like that. How does the new RADV protocols, you know, we really see, obviously we had people from OIG representing uh, today at the, at the major sessions. There've been a lot of overpayments issues. Uh, a lot of plans have been dinged for, for overpayments. Yeah. I worked in risk adjustment for 15 years. Um, I've worked at places where, where you have 100% second pass. There's always going to be an element of human error, but you have plans that are, that, you know, are deemed to be egregious, that they just have it could be a, um, an offshoot program, a one-off, where you had a, a cluster of in-home assessments on a specific yeah. group of members. It could be chart retrieval. It could be offshore stuff. But CMS is, is really going in on these overpayments. It's, uh, people are, are having to, to repay. It's, it's very serious. Um, I come from the finance side, so really don't want to tell your CFO that, that no. you have $50 million in, no. in overpayments that you're going to have to give back. Yeah. Um, that's a sure way to not be at rise next year. What are your thoughts as a CEO that's in the space that, that kind yeah. of works with, with payers and providers that are dealing with that? What, what are your thoughts about that issue and, and how to curtail it? Yeah, well, look, I, I think value-based care, first of all, is 
is a uh, is a payment model that that makes sense. It works, and it's going to be here in the long term. At the core value-based care payment models, you got to have the proper risk adjustment score on, on right. your members. Right. And and you know accurate. I, accurate. And right. I look. I believe that the vast majority of the players are there to do it accurately. I agree. Right. And there's always a. You know, I've been in five accurate. plans. I've never seen anyone that was intentionally trying. I just think everyone has their own protocols. Some are very compliance oriented. Yeah. Some do more second pass. Some do more audit. Some uh, some plans are a little bit siloed. What I've yeah. what I've experienced. It's plans to struggle with that. They're siloed. Yep. So there are not enough people looking into, you know, there are a lot of unilateral decisions being made. And if you're, if you're in silos and you don't have good vendor partners, then, then you could at least not have someone dotting the I's and crossing yep. the T's for you. That's my own personal experience. Yeah, look, you know what we, I mean, look, I think, first of all, what OIG has come out with makes sense. Uh, I agree. And I think they actually, they need to lay the hammer down where I people agree. are doing it wrong. And, I agree. And when you do that, the, those plans that don't, oversee it really tightly will oversee it really tightly right, right. and and one of the reasons you know I, I i feel good about what we do is we're bringing technology to the table to allow plans to review more of their members and review all that clinical data okay which is hard to do when you're doing it in a kind of a people-driven model okay makes a lot of sense um what do you think about just the concept of interoperability because that's a word that you hear thrown around at, yeah. at these conferences it's you know i never heard social determinants of health or interoperability until the last three or four years like i never i've been in this yeah. business most of my adult life and i never heard those terms now i hear them everywhere that i go but i would think that revelier and the type of systems you provide help with with building those those platforms that Kind of the concept when I used to work with a hospital system, I remember Epic, they had a concept called care everywhere, meaning yeah. that if you're on Epic and you're in Hawaii and you're surfing, you break your ankle, but you're from Columbus, Ohio, which is where I was at the time, that that data gets to Hawaii yeah. and, and they have all of your information and they're able to take care of you. But that's so important when you get into these value-based care arrangements and these full cap arrangements and things like that. What, what are your thoughts about interoperability? Yeah, and look, interoperability is essential to, to properly provide care to a member who sees a variety of, of players in their kind of care continuum. Uh, right. At Revelier, we use a number of interoperability partners because the system is so vast and there isn't one player that can cover the entire kind of right. United States and all, you know, 350 million, you know, members that are out there. So, yes, you're hearing it a lot, and I think you're hearing it a lot because players are now actually working together. Mm -hmm. That data is getting activated. We love it at Revelier because we're able to ingest that data and create a longitudinal record of the member, okay. which helps uh, that, that provider when the member comes in to know what gaps to close and what's been going on with them. Okay. Yeah, interoperability, you're going to keep hearing that, and you are going to hear more of SDOH. Yeah, definitely. Um how do you feel, because I'm literally sitting behind you as, as, as Kroger, um, Rick Witted, CEO of U.S. Hunger, was, was on the show yesterday. Um, Jen Kerfoot from Farmbox RX was on the show yesterday. I, I do so many SDOH interviews at these conventions. I know there's an SDOH in Chicago that, that I'm going to be accompanying Rise to. What are your thoughts about the pivot towards SDOH? I mean, I'm sure you see it from a macro level. So, you know, any P&L owner any individual that's building um, something that's going to be longitudinal, like you said, um, you have so many responsibilities, but how do you drill down when you're, when you're working with an organization that may have some things that they do well, some things that they don't do well? How does 
investing in SDOH programs, whether it's transportation, yeah. rather it's uh, broadband access. I know my guy, uh, John Gorman, he's always talking about broadband yeah. access. That's, that's his favorite uh, discussion to have. Uh, rather, it's food delivery, um, whatever is needed at the zip code level yeah. from a data standpoint. How does that really fit in to the whole chart retrieval coding um, risk scoring, Z codes. How does that? How yeah. does that fit in at your level as a as a CEO of a, of a of a major um, vendor? Yeah. So I, first, I think SDOH. The movement I've seen over the last six seven years is SDOH activity inside of a payer was often run by their philanthropic arms. Right. And now right. it's actually being moved into the core business. Right. And it's moving into the core business because they see how it's going to be coming in and around quality. Scores. It's getting into quality. Yeah. You yeah. really see SDOH yeah. vendors. Like you said, they used to live with the with the philanthropic arm. Now they're reporting to quality, yeah. which is which is very interesting. Yeah, and, and requires a lot of education because quality people don't necessarily know how to run those. I mean, it's it's a lot of breaking down the silos just in general. The challenge in SDOH is so much of it is local. So how do you scale right. it, and how do you scale it nationwide in a way that's effective? You know, around us, uh, we do have to make choices about where we invest and what we focus on. Our, our move right now, or our kind of our focus right now on SDOH is trying to identify critical SDOH data in the clinical record and use our AI to surface that to begin to show a payer um, what's going on with the members. But, but we're just scratching the surface at Revelier with SDOH. Okay. Now, you've been there since, I believe, 2015, 2016? 2016. Okay, so you've been there since 2016, uh, CEO of Revelier. What have you seen, we talk about SDOH, but just in the landscape of, of the industry, like we've seen the, the emergence of SDOH, we've seen uh, CMS and OIG really start to go after overpayments. Um, we've seen a lot of things in this industry, especially post-COVID, but, but what have you seen specifically that jumps off the page and what do you think is next? What's the next frontier? Yeah, uh, good questions. Um, I'll give you my thoughts. I'm not sure, you know, how... how well, they came uh, from Claudia, so these are, these are Claudia's questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they're very good questions because Claudia, Claudia wrote yeah, them. Yeah, well, so Claudia's, Claudia's, Claudia's Claudia, fantastic. Claudia wrote my homework for yeah. me, so she... Um, well, look, I, you know, the, uh, there has been a lot of change over the last six, seven years in healthcare, in this corner of healthcare. Um, you know, what I see happening now is there's been a proliferation of point solutions, which is... Uh, is I think it's going to be difficult to scale those. Payers are starting to look deeper and harder at their vendor set and try to think through how they can consolidate. And why would they want to consolidate? Because mm, the clinical data that, that is out there and the member data, if it, gets, if it gets in the wrong hands, it can have massive repercussions on, on payers, right? So they, they want to manage risk and they want to manage exposure. Okay. So I think you're going to see some consolidation in this space. Now, you think the consolidation is about data and about the ability to process data and leverage talents. You don't think it's about money. So you don't think it's about I do you think know, shareholders, stakeholders, those that are public. Because um, you see these big, I don't want to name any names, you see big companies that are, are merging and, and there are a lot of buyouts at the end of last year. Yeah. And these are, these are nine, sometimes, you know, 10 figure deals. But you think it's more about just the access to, to data and just uh, operations as opposed to the financial side? I think it's access to data. Right. I do think it's about broadening the solution set uh, and and having more control over your ecosystem. Interesting. Uh, but I do think capital is playing into it. I mean, look, okay. like there's, we all know that the capital markets are, have, dr have dried up right, right now. Yeah. Uh, and so those in need of cash are going to struggle to find oh, yeah. cash. 
And, and that creates an opportunity for stronger companies that right. are performing well. Right, to, to leverage that and maybe buy yeah. for, for less and, and if you have opportunity. You know, when I was on the payer side, we grew organically and we grew inorganically. There, yeah. are, there are chances to, watching my, my terminology, but to, to gobble up smaller payers that, that weren't doing as well. I've seen it consulting on the provider side as well. Um, provider groups, you, if you're strong, you're able to maybe merge with or, or buy out a PCP group in a, in a local area. But that's very interesting, you know, getting into the, to the capital assets pricing model side of healthcare. That's, that's not the most interesting thing for people listening to, to my show in Atlanta and Seattle and DC driving around. But I think for healthcare executives, it's very interesting. And ultimately, it impacts people's care because when you have mergers and acquisitions, whether it's on the vendor side or on the payer side or provider side, ultimately it should create a better system for, for members yeah. to get care. You know, you should have better risk scores. You should have more access to providers, to specialty providers, all of, all of those things. Um, what are you guys bringing to, to Rise this year? What is, what is Revelier doing? Um, do you have any big demos? Are you unveiling yeah. any, any new product lines? What, what are you guys bringing to, yeah. to Rise? Well, the last... Uh year has been a remarkable year for us. We uh, right. we acquired Dynamic Healthcare Systems, right, so we made it and, and it gave us an end-to-end -end solution of risk adjustment. Right. Also brought us into the member enrollment space. So what we're bringing to Rise is a is a data platform to drive member enrollment, quality improvement, and risk adjustment retrospectively, prospectively. All right. What um, so what would you say with those acquisitions and kind of where we are in, in healthcare space now, what, what are your goals for 2023? I mean, it says, you said last year was a really big year for you. What, what are your goals for this year? What, what's kind of the next frontier? Yeah, so the next frontier for us, uh, look, we're, we're trying to, uh, we're, on, we're on a mission to give payers the tools to drive these critical programs on their own. And in 2023, we're on that same mission. We're innovating uh, heavily inside our own company. We have a large AI data and engineering okay. team. Um, and so for us, uh, we want to drive that. We're, you know, we're hearing it uh, parroted from payers who are saying, because of OIG, because of uh, the shifting STARS ratings, they want to take more control of that. We want to give right. them the tools. Right. No, I, I, I agree. If you're just tuning in, I'm, I'm talking to Jay Ackerman, CEO of, of Revelier. He's, he's really giving us some information about not just what Revelier is doing, but talking about the industry itself. Anytime, um, first and foremost, thank you for spending some time with me. Anytime I have a CEO on, I always want to ask uh, him or her, what are your thoughts on leadership and how do you build your teams? I think that that's such an underrated part of, yeah. of healthcare uh, to be in, in the C-suite so many people come to me and, and they're asking, well, James, you know, how can I start my own company? Um, James, you know, what did you do to be an executive? What are some of the things that you've learned? And I think leadership is so important. Soft skills are so important. Team building is so important. I always love talking to a CEO, yeah. someone that's, that's, that's the big boss, so to speak. How do you build your teams and what are some of the fundamentals that you use? Yeah, well, look, it's a, that's a topic near and dear to my heart. Uh, we could spend a lot of time on it. But around our team, our leadership team at Revelier and our entire team at Revelier, we're looking for people who share a common set of values, uh, and we have three values that are near and dear. We right. want to make every moment matter. We're in a rapidly moving industry, so every Very moment rapid. matter. Customer first, it's a, it's a massive dollars in this market, but a small number of buyers, so you've got to do right by your customer. And community, community of the employees in the company, the partners we work with are our customers, and then the cities and the towns that we work in. So. They, our team has to share those common values. Around leadership, look, we're looking for people that are constant learners, and you gotta be a committed learner. That's why I shared with you, oh, I did the podcast. 
I'm committed to that learning journey and everybody on my team needs to be committed to that. And we've continued to, you know, kind of hone and refine the team as, you know, as we write new chapters for this mm. company to make sure that we get the right team for the right time for the right problem. No, that's a that's a great answer. What are what are some of the things and, and I just wanna ask you a, another question on that because you know it's rarely I get a chance to talk to a CEO. What are you as a as a leader, you know, final decision maker, um, you and your board, what are you looking for in in people to, to bring in? I'm not saying that Reveler is high or anything like that, but what do you look for specifically in someone to say that I'm going to take you under my wing. I'm, I'm yeah. going to teach you. I want you to be a part of our executive team. You know, because people ask on the show, I take calls about that all the time. What are you looking for the, the qualities in individuals that are going to be helping you to lead your organization? Yeah. So I, uh, I would probably boil it down to three. So one, you got to be willing to work in a team. All right. Everything gets done through a team at Revelator. There's no room for, for a hero model. Right. Uh, number two, got to be a continuous learner. And so an interview question I will often ask is, uh, who do you admire in the function that you are in globally? So if you're talking to a head of tech, what's the technology leader that you pay attention to and what they're doing? So that's second. And then um, the third, um, they got to be, they got to have something to prove. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, and whatever that is, it can be different, but you got to have something to prove. I talk uh, a lot on the show is uh, you really hit the nail on the head with hero leadership. I think when I was younger and, and less mature, I wanted to be the hero leader. You know, I, I, I wanted to be the, the Superman cape guy. And it wasn't until I've been executive about three or four years. And, and one of my mentors pulled me aside and, and he said, he said, James, if your goal is to show everyone in the room that you know more about this, this and this than them, then, then you're reaching that goal. But then he looked at me and he said, what has that gotten you? Yeah. He said, if you, if you can't work with your, your partners, that's not going to help you to have better RAF. It's not going to help you to, to increase your, your star ratings on, on various measures. You really have to, to be team-oriented. And, and in my consulting practice, I, I work a lot with kind of breaking down some of those silos. Yeah. And I see a lot of hero leadership. And I, and I remember when I was like that, it's just a, it's a maturation process, you yeah. know, um, me at 35 is not me at 45, and, and you learn. But I think it's important to have mentors, uh, people like Jay Ackerman, uh, people that can speak from experience and, and individuals that are respected in the industry. If we want to hear more about Revelier, where do we find you personally? I know you have your podcast, but, but where's the podcast? Are you guys on Apple, Spotify? Uh, do you put it on LinkedIn? Where do we find you personally? Where do we find your show? Yeah, so uh, our podcast is on major uh major you know places uh apple uh number one it's on our website so you can go to www.revelier.com and you can see our podcast uh and like i said stay tuned because season two is kicking off this month uh you can follow me on linkedin and twitter uh you know and our company is pretty active in those channels okay well thank you so much um jay it's really been a pleasure having an opportunity to to talk to you i mean it's just we've been we've been wanting to collaborate for for some time and haven't had a chance to do it but but I'm looking forward to the second season of your podcast. And, and if you want a, a guest, I'd love to come on and, I'd and chat l- I'd love to um, have you. with you. And, and we're looking forward to, to hopefully collaborating downstream. And, and thank you so much. Thank you to everyone on yeah. Revelier. Your team is, is very serious and deliberate about timing and calling. And, and 1 o'clock to your team means 1 o'clock. That means 103. Doesn't mean so. I, so Jay, hey, Jay, Jay runs. Make Jay every moment run a, matter. Jay must run a, a pretty tight ship. But that's very professional. And, and I love that. You know, everyone's a reflection of, yeah. of the leadership at the top. So thank you so much for spending some time with me and, and looking forward to collaborating downstream. Yeah, pleasure was all mine. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are
listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Connect is the global network leader for artists, musicians, disc jockeys, and record executives. Get your record played anywhere in the world. Copenhagen, Los Angeles, the French Riviera, or South Beach. To learn more, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to pre-order the application today on Apple's platform. James Lewis. And, and shout out to everywhere where I can go and get a good oxtail with extra gravy. Some of the spots here in Nashville, man, they don't want to, they want to give you the guy was like, me, me know we we can't give you extra gravy. I'm like, yo, man, I'm I'm willing to pay for it. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. What's oxtail and rice and peas if you don't have any extra gravy? What are what are we doing here? What's the point? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I'm the latest hashtag challenge, and everyone on social media is trying me. I'm trending so hard that hashtag common sense can't keep up. This is going to get tens and tens of views. But if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, you could be left to pay for this yourself. Get Allstate and be better protected from mayhem for a whole lot less. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. This man was on the track with LL, with LL and, and, and Big Smiles. That's, that's a legacy. That's hip-hop history right there. I should change it to the Rampage show. James Lewis. I'm not going to do that, though. <laughs> You crazy. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.